statistical, so unpredictable, here on SNL Stats. Yes, that is right. SNL Stats is back for another episode. Hello, everybody. My name is John Schneider from SNL Stats, and I thank you for joining us in the middle of the summer. I know it is the SNL offseason, and you might be saying to yourself, well, I really miss SNL, and I wish I had some content. Well, we are here with all the SNL content and all the gifts for you. In case you missed it, we had some really fun episodes in the last month. We did SNL Trivia, which we did once before that earlier in March, and I thought we had a really great game of SNL trivia with six new competitors and people in the chat playing along. So check that out. That's on our YouTube channel. Really fun. We also did an all-time SNL cast draft with some of the super fans. That was a great show. It created a lot of debate online. So definitely check that one out. But as for today, I am joined by Rob Finn from the Saturday Night Project. Rob is an expert in all things SNL auditions, and you know, since we are near the end of July and headed towards August, which is typically SNL audition month, I thought it would be a perfect time to catch up with Rob. So, hello, Rob. How are you doing? Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Honestly, it's uh, it's just been it's so weird when you go from every single day something you know to between October and May. There's something SNL happening, some news. You know, people are getting excited, and mm-hmm. then the long off season begins. So exactly. I, I definitely miss talking about the show. But what's uh, what's happening with you? Oh, not a not not too much in in the same SNL. I guess slump. Is it? A, it's not a slump because it's not like the show's on and doing poorly. It's more the SNL vacation. It's an SNL vacation, but SNL fans never sleep. So here we are back at it. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. And honestly, uh, so Rob, we got to catch up uh, throughout the year while you were working on your project, which I'm excited for you to tell the listeners all about those who haven't heard about it yet. And uh, we became pretty good friends and you joined us for one of the recaps. And uh, I'm very happy to say that, you know, through some discussions, I think that you will be joining us more often going into next season, discussing more things with SNL and really, uh, you know, everything you've worked on so hard on for the auditions. I'm really happy to be including and everything that we're going to be doing in the future with SNL stats. So, uh, welcome to the team, Rob. Oh, I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be here. And uh, the when we first started talking about this, it was uh, ever since I started finding the different sort of different SNL podcasts or websites and everything. Uh, you were the one who, when I had nothing to show for it, way, way back when this started, I just sent you a message like, "Hey, I have this idea for a site that I'm working on. I can't show you anything, but." You were always uh, a wonderful guy to talk to. So to be able to come on with you guys, chat about the show, you know, BS around a little bit. It was a lot of fun talking about Elon Musk last time. So oh, yeah. who knows? Yeah. If, if ever there was a, a show to, to make a premiere on, I think that that was the one. Yeah, that was a wild one. So uh, if you haven't seen that one, that's that's definitely one to check out. Um, so yeah, so so let me just sit, you know set the table. That's what we like to do on our shows for all the people who are checking out our podcasts. Today we're going to be talking all about the audition process. So you may know you know all about what happens when people are on SNL, but what happens before they actually you know get on the show? We know all about the different comedy troops that are around the United States and in Canada, and you know there are certain people that are recruited to come in what is that process like rob has studied that and he's going to tell you about it we're going to discuss uh, some stories that rob has learned from interviewing several people who have auditioned for the show uh, several of whom actually didn't make it on and you know what was that like so uh, i'm just excited to hear all these stories and i hope you as the listeners will enjoy this episode so uh, rob a really great and thank you for being here because i'm excited to talk about all this Oh, I can't wait. I was like, I was, I was telling you, we were, we were chatting before it's now instead of, you know, cornering someone being like, so I'm working on this thing about SNL and they're just like, okay, all right, cool. Now talking to you and people that are listening to the show, this is, these are my, these are my people here. This is, this is who I want. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, anyone who's listening to the SNL audition show is definitely uh, our kind of people. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the audition process. So if you are an up and coming comedian, you know, we always talk about how, you know, when you're in these movies and TV shows and you are a big star, that's like the major leagues. And SNL is in a way is almost like the triple A, right? It's like, you know, the, the level right before the big leagues and you go on SNL and that's like, you're really, you know, if you make it on SNL, you're going to make it outside, you know, you would think. 
Um, right. But then there's there's you know even lower minor league levels that you know people go and they they practice their their uh, their comedy at and they try and get into SNL and it's a really big deal to be called to audition. So can you tell the listeners what you know about the audition process? So I guess just but uh, I'll I'll get into that. But just in terms of the way that I even got into considering doing something like this. Yeah, tell us, tell us. I want to know. The, uh, it was, I, I know the date, and this will come up later, uh, but May 8th, right at the, May 8th, 2020, I was texting with my friend right at the beginning of COVID, looking for something to do to pass the time because uh, we were all at home. Uh, a friend of mine and I were texting back and forth. He made a comment about, didn't Donald Glover audition for SNL in 2008, but he didn't get cast on the show? And I was like, yeah, he did. And I think John Mulaney auditioned then. And I think uh, just a number of other people that auditioned in that specific year. And then that led to the question, I wonder if there's a site or a list that has every single person who's auditioned for the show and not been cast. And after hours of Googling, the answer was no. There isn't anything that has that entire list, that entire list of people. And I thought, well, I'd like to know that. I'd like to know who all those people are. Thus began a, a year-long adventure to find all of the people who are well-known, somewhat well-known, and then not yet as well-known, but potentially the stars of tomorrow who had auditioned and not joined the show. And then that grew into also including the stories from the cast members and all of their unique, fascinating tales of how they ended up there and what their audition was like and how nervous they were, how they felt about it, how they found out. And then it, essentially it, it grew to a database of SNL audition stories, more or less. Uh, and in the process of going about getting in touch with these people, learning about their stories, there's just, every time I, I connect with someone, there's some crazy story about how they ended up there or who they auditioned alongside or when they ran into Lorne Michaels at some random bar in New York City or something like that. And seemingly everyone has some sort of story like that. So the more and more that I looked into it, the more and more fascinated I was by the entire process. I was just going to say, Rob, I mean, uh, I know how hard you've worked on this. So it's really just like uh, all props to you for uh, really everything that you've you've put together, including the website um, with all the, these details. So uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, you know, I just wanted to jump in because I'm just so excited to talk about it. I will. I appreciate Like I said, that's that there were plenty of people that I did reach out to when I didn't have any any site to show for it. And was just yeah. like, a, here's my idea. I promise that it's going to be cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's let's dive right in, Rob, because I, I really want to know, and I know the listeners want to know, uh, some of our listeners actually probably have no idea how people get onto SNL. So tell them about the audition process. So the people that we have on the site technically did not, did not audition, but screen tested. So screen tested is when you physically go to Studio 8H in New York City and do five to 10 minutes of impressions characters, uh, and uh, sometimes stand-up, depending on the type of performer that you are, in front of Lorne Michaels, the head writers, and other power players at Saturday Night Live. There are plenty of people who, so before you get to that point, there's a couple of things that can happen. First is that you self-tape an audition and send it in, and they happen to see it and like it. Very, very rare. It does happen, but Usually what happens is they will request a self-tape from someone who they've, they've heard good things about. So someone who is a sketch comedy performer at UCB or the Groundlings or Second City, they will have uh, some experience with them. Someone will recommend them and they'll say, hey, you send in a self-tape to SNL doing characters, impressions and stand up. And then if we like what we see, we'll fly you out to New York City and you'll do the audition for us. So of the uh, the places, basically the, the, the Ivy League of getting onto SNL is Second City, the Groundlings, and UCB. There's, of the 315 people on the site, 149 of them 
came from either Second City, UCB, or the Groundlings, which is just an outrageous statistic. It's the, the fact that there's that much of a concentration or a, like a pipeline for the comedians before they get to SNL is just, I had no idea that it was that pervasive, but for good reason. They're truly the Ivy Leagues of, you know, their, their comedy institutions, they've been around forever. And there's a reason that so many people um, have started there and then ended up on SNL. Well, it's so funny because uh, I have to tell you that since we started at SNL Stats, um, we've been very fortunate to connect with a lot of people in the comedy community. Mm -hmm. And we get messages uh, a good amount with people saying like, hey, do you have any idea like how to get on to SNL? Do you um, really? Yeah, we do. We do. And we, we don't always have the right answers. But oftentimes I will say is that uh, probably your best bet is to go and try and get into one of these comedy troops, Second oh. City, UCB, the Groundlings, because yep. uh, if you're telling me that, I mean, like we're, we're taking a sample size of the people who have auditioned for the show that you mm -hmm. have collected onto your website, but right. it's about 50% at this point. Yeah. So 50% of auditioners come from one of these three comedy troops. Uh, it goes to show you that clearly the pipeline is very strong from them yeah it's and what's nice about like second city specifically has a school in chicago they have a school in toronto and they have a school in la so it's it's not what i i guess I, what i thought originally was that oh anyone who makes it on saturday night live is living in new york city they're already there they you know lauren happens to go and see a comedian you know a block away from studio 8h and says i like that guy but really what they do is they pull obviously from those different schools that are in different parts of the country. Uh, and now Second City, because of, of COVID, as well as the Groundlings, as well as UCB, do have online classes. So you, you can make it. If anyone's listening to this, it's, you can get into one of those schools and, and you know, see if you, if you have what it takes. Uh, another part of what they do is uh, have showcases at the different locations. So they might go to Second City and say to the person who's in charge of the you know the, the the headmaster so to speak of the school and say who are your 15 best performers we want to come fly into chicago and watch them perform and do their thing for example they went to second city in the early 90s i forget exactly what year to see chris farley because they'd heard nothing but good things about him and in the process of seeing Chris Farley found Tim Meadows. And then both of them were invited to audition screen tests back in New York City, and both of them joined the cast the next year. So you don't necessarily have to go to Studio 8H, but, or excuse me, you don't have to go to, you can be seen before you get to 8H, but that is the be all end all. Uh, and that is the stage that many people, uh, very few people get to. Um, I think it was an article with Thomas Middleditch and Matt Walsh, who were talking about, it's funny you mentioned the, the AAA as the, the comparison they were talking about, it, and it's the way I've been thinking about it, as the Olympics. It's right. like, it's amazing to even, even if you don't get the gold medal and you don't get on the show, to even make it is just, you're in a tier above everybody else, which is why um, one of the concerns that I had heard from some people, and even thought myself is that, is this going to be like shaming people that didn't get on the show? And absolutely not. It's if I was someone who was talented enough to get on the show and be on this site next to Will Ferrell and Bill Murray and all these super famous, super successful, amazing, iconic comedians, uh, that's good company. For sure. I, I think it's a celebration and it's a certainly achievement to get there. I mean, we were talking about these comedy troops and whether SNL goes out there to find people or they bring people in from the comedy troops. Uh, this is going back all the way to the 70s. I mean, from the days of, you know, Bill Murray used to work at Second City. Uh, I think Belushi. Uh, I mean, some of our some of our original people were from, you know, Toronto and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. uh, the. the the uh, original stars of the show, th this has been going on for like decades, like since then. So it, it's really, really cool um, to hear about this process because it doesn't seem like there is one specific way to get on the show. And if it was, you know, it would be a lot easier for people to say, oh, this is how I want to apply. Like when yeah. you want to get on a reality show, uh, <laughs> you, you, you know, you prepare your casting video and you send it into the casting people uh, or you go into like a live in call audition. And, uh, right. you know, actually, fu funny enough, like probably none of our SNL community knows this, but I've actually applied for reality shows in the past. And have um, you? 
I have, yeah. Oh, and uh, we should yeah, do a show so, about that. Yeah, it was uh, exactly the the reality audition process. Um, yeah. But but the uh, it was really interesting because it's so different, right? Like uh, what I did at the time, I was applying for a reality show, and I went to a hotel, and I got into a line, and they gave me a card, and they said like, "Tell me why you would be good for the show," and I wrote it down, and then I got into a group of five people. And they go up in groups of fives in front of a casting producer and they basically like throw, you know, questions at you and curveballs. And they say, hey, if, uh, you know, if you had to get rid of one person that is in the group with you, like they make you say things in front of people because they wow. want to see, see like if you would be a good reality contestant or not. If and I throw the wine in people's faces and stuff like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't Real Housewives. Yeah. I wasn't applying for that. But the. Uh, hey, I don't know. No judgment, man. You, you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, so I had this experience and then and then actually uh, in one one particular year I did apply for a show, I actually got through the initial audition, which was really interesting. And they they told me, they sent me like a bunch of paperwork and they said, uh, hey, John, like if you want to move to the next round, uh, you have to come like very early in the morning the next day, come to a hotel and sit in front of a camera. So I was like directly in front of a camera and a casting producer. And I did right, about right. like an hour long back and forth about like who I am. And I didn't end up moving forward past there, but I guess I'm telling this story uh, somewhat unrelated, but it, it, it's interesting for me to compare a different uh, life, basically, in the reality sense versus SNL, which is, you know, this is a whole other level right. where it's not like anybody can walk in off the street and get yes. onto the show. You have to have some level of experience and credibility. And also, you, you have to know people that that doesn't, you know, know that doesn't change. You got to know, know people in the business. It's such it's such an overused cliche, and it's right every single time that somebody uses it. Incidentally, this was just like a couple of weeks ago that uh, I was watching an interview with Darcy Carden, who is uh, Janet on The Good Place, and also mm. in, in Barry, who's she's so funny. Uh, she uh, basically had the idea of like, how can I get as close as I can to SNL? So what she did was she saw there was like a casting call to be extras, not not try out for the show but in her mind and this is what she says in the interview in her mind she was like if well if i could just get there you know the, i'll get plucked out of obscurity to they'll be like oh she seems she seems like she's got it let's bring her up here for an audition and it's just not how it, how it works you have to have the uh no you don't you don't necessarily have to be a star performer and one of the the more in-depth stories that um i wanted to, to talk about it that's at some point uh there let's is, get there into it sometimes yeah, sure. yeah actually that'd, that'd be it would be a good yeah uh, let, let's transition so uh so we talked about the process let's talk yeah. about some you know first-hand stories that you have heard from people you've spoken to so the the first day that i reached out to someone in my in my head snl is such a far away thing that the idea of talking even talking to someone that had auditioned for it was just like it's 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 another world there's just there's no way uh, but on the first day that this idea even happened, I reached out to a very funny actress named Jessica Joy and uh, sent her just a Twitter DM, basically like testing the waters. Like, hey, I'm thinking about making this site. I saw that you auditioned in uh, 2013 and she sent me an article that she had written for like a, a local paper. She auditioned alongside uh, two other actresses who I'm, I'm, one of them was Lauren Lapkus and then the other one was uh, an actress named Kate McKinnon. And she said that when Kate McKinnon was auditioning, she could see her. One of the things that happens when you're auditioning is you can hear and see everybody else, either because you're close enough to the stage or because they have them up on screens in the rooms that you're in behind, behind the stage. And she saw Kate McKinnon audition and everyone in the room was like, okay, she's, she's the next big thing. And what do you know? So, um, so I know the listeners are going to ask, so Kate McKinnon joined the show in 2012. So when would this audition had taken place? I'm getting my, I'm mixing my years up then because she auditioned yeah. with Kate McKinnon. Okay. So that's no, it's no, it's no problem. I just, okay. So yeah, I just so, don't want to, yeah, I don't so want to get like a million Twitter messages. So just, all right, <laughs> just guys, I got yeah. the year wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it was 2011, but yeah. So she auditioned yeah. in the, uh, just to, to watch that from behind the scenes was just so fascinating to me. Um, so then I was like, oh, wow. So people will actually respond. The next day I reached out to someone who Jessica had said also auditioned, but he was a little bit ornery was her 
warning. And um, he can I can I swear? Are we allowed to swear on this? Um, yeah, I prefer not. But okay, then well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He responded to my DM and told me to uh, f off. Is okay. what is what he's what he told me to do. So on that, this is the second day that I'd ever had this idea. Got nearly was like maybe I just won't do this. Maybe I'm not going to mm-hmm. do this because I've reached out to two people. One of them has been super nice. One of them told me to get lost. Do I really want to deal with people being that consistently mean? For the rest of the time, I reached out to literally hundreds of people. Not one other bad experience. It was one guy on the second day that almost made me say, forget it. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. But Are you going to tell us who this guy is? Um, no. no, you don't. You don't have to. You don't. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I yeah. got. I got his name right here. I got. I got the receipts and everything too. But yeah. Um, but yeah. This, then after that, so we started uh, finding all these different ways to reach out to people. And what I wanted to do was have a quote section. So whether it was taken from an interview, say that they did on Seth Meyers, where a cast member talked about what their audition was like, just take a quote from there and have that on each person's page, kind of like a baseball card. Have the year they auditioned, if they went to one of those Ivy League comedy schools, and how old they were when they auditioned, just have some some statistics and info about what their audition was like when it happened. So from there, I was asking people for quotes and just really any information. Lots of radio silence. The first person to respond to me with a, a meaningful and ended up being probably, I think, one of the coolest stories that I heard was a guy named Peter Michael. He currently is a hugely successful voiceover artist. He was in Big Mouth. He was in WandaVision. Uh, he was Joe Biden on Jimmy Kimmel for mm. the last. He's just I, I recognized his voice at this point and I heard him and I was like, that sounds like Peter's Joe Biden. And then yeah. sure enough, I looked and there there he is. So he picked the I, wrong time to stop being Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he um I'm sure he's know, gone on to do other better, better things. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Well, he's he's got a bunch of uh, stuff that he's doing with. I don't know. He's all over the place. Every time I look uh, on Instagram, great guy. Give him a, cool. give him a follow. So he was a rare exception in the fact that he was putting up impression videos on YouTube. He was 20 years old. He was living in Hawaii. He got contacted after a couple of his videos went viral by Mike Shoemaker, who is the executive producer of. The Seth Meyers show, Jimmy Fallon show, and obviously very connected at SNL. So he gets flown out. This is 2008. Uh, auditioning alongside him, like right, I think directly before and directly after, are John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. And uh, he proceeds to go do his characters. Uh, the thing that everyone says that I, in all the articles I read is that during the audition process, no one laughs. That's like the big thing that they tell everyone before, like, don't be weirded out. Nobody's going to laugh. That's just part of the process. So he gets out there fully expecting everyone to not laugh. He does his first joke, whatever it was an impression. I forget exactly what it was. Everyone starts laughing. So now he's thrown off. He's like, oh, damn it. (laughs) He was like, what does this mean? He was like, okay, they told me they weren't going to laugh. Why are they laughing? Is that bad? Do they feel bad for me? Is it something like that? So it was funny to to talk with him uh, about that. He didn't end up getting cast on the show, but um, after he he kind of went through all of this, his first ever time performing ever in front of other people was auditioning for Saturday Night Live. He wow. had never done a play. He had never done. He had never acted in front of him. He had just done YouTube videos. He was incredibly good at impressions. They discovered him. His first time ever performing in front of people was at Studio 8H on at the Olympics of comedy. I was just like, How, what? And the people that he was with were, like I said, Nick Kroll, John Mulaney. Also auditioned in that same year, 2008, was Donald Glover, Ellie Kemper, who is Aaron on The Office, or Kimmy Schmidt, um, TJ Miller, and all these other just like superstars now. And just, I, as, as he was explaining it to me, I was, he said 2008. And at this point I'd been collecting people for a little while. So I was like, was TJ Miller there too? Cause I'm pretty sure he auditioned in 2008. He was like, Oh yeah, he was there. Yeah. So 
the uh, the, the the price for uh, for knowledge, I guess. But and you know what's so funny about that particular year? Because I think like if you're a huge SNL fan, you're, you're going to start thinking about like what was happening at the time. And that was the I think it was probably season 33. So I think it was probably post post season 33, which was uh, a writer strike season. And right. that was right when Maya Rudolph left the show. Uh, I think they had Casey Wilson join uh, post writer strike. And I think what happened was in season 32, that was like the sickest cast and the, everyone was just like on on their game. But then like uh, Amy Poehler got pregnant. They weren't sure what was going to happen into 34 and they were trying to figure out what to do. And um, and I, I think that like what happened was is they ended up having like such a good cast. And then all of a sudden it was like people started leaving and they got nervous right, and that's to bring right. a lot of people. So I, it's funny in context when you're an SNL fan and you hear like, oh, this person auditioned in this year. What was happening at the time then? Exactly. And the other thing that uh, is to, is worthwhile to take into to consideration is the um, what they're looking for at the time. So every time that they're holding auditions, they're not looking for like the reason that Peter, this is what he said that Mike, they were specifically looking for a new kind of multifaceted impressionist. So they went, all right, we're going to find a person that is really, really good at impressions. We don't care where they come from. Maybe they're going to come from one of the, the, the comedy Ivy League. But he found Peter just on YouTube after he had a couple of videos go viral. And that was enough for them to say, great, this could be our impression guy. Let's bring him out. So I Whereas, think they took, they took a Bobby Moynihan then, which was interesting. Like you th yeah, so it would be interesting. Like, do, you, do you ever ask like someone like a Peter? It was like, oh, do you ever feel like Bobby took your spot? Oh, no, but I should. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. I'm always curious about that. Yeah. It's, uh, everyone that I've talked to has been not but had nothing but good things to say about the people that they auditioned uh i think uh, peter had talked about how i guess john mulaney referred to him as hawaii kid the whole time so he was just being he was john mulaney is exactly who you'd expect him to be so just being funny i think that they keep it a little bit secretive the other people that are auditioning well i obviously the entire process is, is relatively secretive but uh, yeah, it, it's just, I can't imagine the pressure and the nerves that must happen to that, especially in Peter's case, never having performed in front of people before. It's just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's really interesting. So, uh, I, I guess you ended up talking to a bunch of people. Are there any like, you know, people that you spoke to that are like, oh, this is a story I have to tell people like they're, they have to know about this one. So the other people that I spoke with, uh, Lorraine Newman from the first season of SNL, her very brief story was, let's see. So in my case, I didn't know I was auditioning when I was cast. Lauren came to see me in the Groundlings. The first time he hired me was for a Lily Tomlin special. The second time he saw me, he hired me for SNL. Both times I had no idea he was in the audience. Yeah, so, and she was uh, very young when she got onto the show. I think her yeah. and Danny were the youngest people uh, to be brought on to season one. So, um, yeah, super super young at the time, like in their early twenties. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I could only imagine um, what they, you know, their experience was. Obviously, uh, that's for another podcast. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that's really cool. So, uh, so obviously, hearing from Lorraine is awesome. Was there any like story that you heard that you that you thought was like way different than anyone else's? That it's like this one is really out there. Yeah, um, I spoke with uh, a, a very talented actress who almost exclusively does drama named Karen Vandenblink. And um, she, the way that I found out that she had auditioned was just in the random Google searches of SNL audition and then looking for like local news stories or, or anything that had a mention of that. She was interviewed, I think, by a paper in her hometown. Um, I'm blanking on exactly where she's from, but she, she was great. I got the chance to speak with her. She was at a, I, I think the year was 2010 or 2009. She was performing at a, like a, a festival in California and was doing like a comedy drama play, had never done comedy, had never, not that she hadn't been interested in it. She was just kind of a, a more dramatic actress. So she does this comedy drama. The, the crowd is loving it. It's very successful. After she gets off stage, uh, a few minutes later, people are congratulating her on that. Alec Baldwin walks up to her. She, she had no idea that he was there and essentially says to her, I thought that you were, you were very funny. I think you would be great on Saturday Night Live. Wow. Cut to four weeks later, 
there she is, Studio 8H, doing exactly what everyone else who has been doing comedy their whole life. And she's, uh, she's terrific. She didn't make it on to the show, but uh, it just, I mean, it just goes to show you there's no one path, whether it's Peter Michael, 20 years old in Hawaii, uploading videos onto YouTube and getting picked from there, or Alec Baldwin coming up to you after your performance in a semi-dramatic play. Or if you're someone who went to the second city and grinded it out and took all the classes and joined one of the troops there and worked your way up, there's there's no wrong way to get there. Yeah, it's really cool to hear about. I guess the the next question I would have for you is that what do you know, what do people typically do for their auditions? I know that we've seen especially I think it was our 40th anniversary special where they showed some like unaired auditions previously. I think we got to see yes. like Galifianakis audition and, and mm-hmm. people like that. And also, you know, some just some great people from uh, from the history of the show showing like what Will Ferrell was doing when he auditioned. But did mm-hmm. anyone tell you uh, specifics about like what they prepared for their audition? So a lot of them, the, especially in Peter's instance, because it was like 13 years ago, he was like, I can't remember exactly what it is that I did. And uh, even from the people that did make it on the show, they have described it as just like, I just, I blacked out. I was so mm. nervous. And it's, it's, the, it's the Super Bowl uh, of comedy. So uh, I know that um, the one example I can think of is Kevin Hart doing an obscure NPR broadcaster as one of his impressions and them being like, who is, who is this person that you're doing an impression of? And him just being like, I know I didn't get on the show because if, if they're asking who the impression is of probably not a good sign. Yeah, for sure. I know that uh, I, I always go back to that like really famous year when they brought on uh, Sandberg and Hater and Wig. Mm-hmm. And I always hear the story. I think that Andy auditioned where uh, he ended up doing this on the show, which was like the jogger from the 1980s and then yes. like the jogger from 1990s or whatever. And I think that's what he did. Apparently, he got everybody to crack up, which is so funny because it's like so nothing. But like, that's exactly what it, what Andy is. So perfect. Um, Will Ferrell, I know, did, uh, he was a, he did his, uh, get off the shed guy. Right. (laughs) So he did, he did that. And then he also did, uh, a, I think it was like a business executive who also was playing with cat toys. So he'd be talking and just be like, yeah, I make sure I got that meeting, uh, coming up at three 30. So like with just like a piece of catnip in front of him, just, and there are a few instances of, people's SNL auditions being online. They're very few and far between. Um, Will Ferrell's is up on YouTube. Jimmy Fallon's is up on YouTube. Jimmy Fallon did a uh, celebrity walkathon and Classic. went through and did, which is just perfect because he went through and did, this was the, the mid nineties. So he did like, he did Seinfeld. He did Chris Rock. He did uh, Richard Pryor. He did Cosby. He did, um, just a bunch of other people just kind of one after another. Yeah. Uh, and some musical impressions too. So it's, it's true. That was a crazy year though. Uh, him getting on with obviously Parnell and Sands, uh, mm-hmm. just like uh, craziness that uh, it was just, it's so much fun to explore uh, these instances. So, you, you know, if you are one of those people who's listening to our show today and you're like, Oh, I do want to eventually audition for SNL. I'm going to go to these comedy troops. I think like, like we said, there's no one way to get onto the show. Uh, but as far as like what you're going to do when you get to your audition, I think from what I understand and tell me if you agree with this, Rob, I think the most important thing is like whatever got you to the audition is what you have to do at the audition. Like don't go, don't step out of your lane because I think they're going to figure it out right away that that's not you. Absolutely. They, uh, Mulaney also talked about when he had auditioned that, uh, it's, a somewhat atypical to do stand up. It's usually it's it's more character driven and maybe it's just they they say some sketch ideas that they have at the end that could be interpreted to stand up. Mulaney was like, I don't do really characters. Um, I didn't really have any impressions. So I just did my act. Uh, and he obviously he didn't get cast on the show, but ended up becoming a writer. Pete Davidson was the same way. He didn't really have a bench of characters to go to. He had just been doing stand-up, so he just did stand-up. And, you know, Lauren and the the people, the powers that be, saw something in him and Mulaney to say, we want this guy on our show. So, yeah, yeah perfect way to put it. It's whatever it is that you were doing before. If you, if you, you didn't do impressions and you didn't do characters, 
it's it, it'll show in your audition one way or another. But I guess the best way to think about it is the typical form is a mix of impressions and characters and sketch ideas. But if you're a stand-up comedian, you're going to end up doing stand-up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Rob, I think that this is a good point in our uh, conversation today to talk about an interview that you did. And this is one that you put out on uh, your YouTube channel. So I would love to talk about your conversation with a guy named Bruce Wexler. Can you tell our audience who Bruce is? And then we're going to play a bit of that interview for you guys so you can hear firsthand about the audition process. Absolutely. So Bruce Wexler is a wonderful, wonderful guy. And not just because he allowed, he agreed to have me interview him after I had asked several other people that were, were uninterested or unavailable. Such a nice guy, such a a talented guy. Um, What people might know him from is the show um, Euphoria on HBO. He plays the main character, Rue's dad. He's not in a lot. He's not in every episode, but he is in several uh, Rue is played by Zendaya. Uh, the other major credit to his name that I had actually known him from was uh, he's a, a nurse in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And uh, he is a, a Philadelphia native himself. So he was very, very happy to uh, to get a chance to be on that show. Um, and I just today was flipping through uh, Instagram and he was in, a, in a, an ad for Spectrum Internet. Okay. So I, t- I, I sent him a, a DM. I was like, I know this guy. And he was like, yep. Yeah. Add it yeah. again. So if your spectrum goes out, you know uh, who to contact. So, oh, yeah. oh God, I don't even want to say that. <laughs> um, don't be, right, message right. me if spectrum goes out. Don't leave him alone. He's a, yeah, a exactly. wonderful man. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so so this is what we're going to do. We're going to send it over to Rob's interview with Bruce, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about that, and we'll uh, finish up our show today. So let me send that interview over right now. When was that that you went? What year? 11. It was, oh, this is funny. Transitioning into this whole SNL audition thing. Ah, you're, yeah, you do my work for me. Yeah, I was uh, I was in Scotland when I found out that I got the screen test for SNL. Oh, so, no way! Yeah, so I was I was I was doing the show and I got the I, I kept getting maybe we'll get into more detail about how this all happened, but I I kept getting these emails. This was back before you could like text, you know, like from different countries, right? Um, yeah, there was no uh, WhatsApp or whatever, right? So I was so I was so I was like just checking my email a lot on my yeah. phone. And, um, and, and my manager just like had sent all of these emails, like in ca- all caps, yeah. call me, yeah. call me, call me. So, <laughs> oh my God. Well, I go into, so I, I knew I had sent the tape in and I was like, okay, I wonder if this is, I wonder if this is what I think it is, but I, but I want to hope. So I, I, I borrowed my friend's phone who could call the States. Mm-hmm. I called him. He's like, what day are you coming back from Scotland? Right. I was like, September 4th. He's like, okay, on September 7th, you're screen testing for SNL. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So I was like in a bedroom in this flat that we had rented, and my wife was out there and some of my best friends, and I got off the phone. I was like, you know, I just got to be like, yeah, like, yeah. It's happening. We're doing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So September 7th, can you, will you, or was there anyone that you auditioned with that you were alongside um, um you know nobody from that group i think it was only about 14 people that that tested that year yeah and i don't think anybody got onto the show okay and my i mean well actually you'd have to you probably would know better than i would because if you look at whoever was there at the beginning of the 2011 season mm-hmm. is is who would is who it, would yeah be. kept it stagnant yeah but i heard that like nobody did it. Yeah, that's. I know that I can't think of the specific years that there wasn't anyone new that joined, but it's it's not uh not crazy uncommon. And I think that that, that sounds about right for the. Um, yeah, that's it is obviously not an exact science or anything, but uh, it's interesting that there's even a whisper of there are fourteen. There were fourteen screen tests this year total. Yeah, that's that. Thanks to you, probably the most realistic number of like all right what's the what's the total how like 
there have been times where I was like, okay, is this going to be 11,000 people? Like, is it going to be just a crazy amount? But man, 14 in one year. Yeah. Now there's differences. And I, I mean, you can decide like what, what constitutes it, but I know that they've done things like SNL has done things like where they'll, they'll put up a showcase. Yeah. LA. Yep. And then, and then they see talent all over the city. And I mm-hmm. know that what, what it was for me was like, no, we're putting you on a plane. You're going to studio eight H and you're going to do your thing that we've all like seen people do. Right. And, and I think only three or four of us were actually from LA. Okay. Well, it's funny. I, I knew two people, two of like my own friends were there that, that year. Doing it. Testing as well. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and then another guy who ended up becoming a really good friend mm-hmm. that only years later did we both learn that we were there the same day. Oh, no kidding. So that's really fun. I was, so, you know, we, so we put it together. Yeah. Did they keep you like, were you all in the, there at the same time, but they were like, all right, we got Bruce in this room. We got everyone yeah. else over here. Yes, we were in. Uh, well, we all had different call times throughout the course of the day. Mm-hmm. But like one of my friends had to be there at three. I believe I didn't have to be there till about five p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't see everybody yeah. because everybody had their own sort of dressing room or green room. I think we were in the dressing rooms of like the cast members. Yeah. Um, and so. The room I was in, I was told at one point was Rosie O'Donnell's like green room when we had her show, Rosie yeah. on NBC or whatever. Right, right. So uh, I didn't know so she was yeah. in that studio. I didn't. I, yeah. I, why would she be in the SNL? But that definitely was told to me. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You don't forget Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I, you know, we, we didn't see each other. All the people who were testing, like it was very you know, we were by ourselves yeah. and we were all in our own zones. And, but then like, but my, my friends that I knew who had also flown from LA mm-hmm. were, were there. So I went and hung out with them. I think maybe after I was done, I went okay. and hung out there in their room. Um, and then I met another girl who was there from UCB in New York. And mm-hmm. I would never in a million years remember who that was. But right. we, it's a surreal situation as I'm sure you can imagine. So what, what did you, uh, what did you, what did you do? Did you have, we can we can jump in as or as little as you want. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. For, for the tape, like for the what did I do? On yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Um, I pretty much stuck to the tape. So they, uh, I had been in Groundlings, uh, uh, which is one of the top like comedy places. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I was in Sunday Company there, and um, I had, I I had known that SNL had been there to scout our shows. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's what they do. They come see the Sunday company and they see who they like and all that. The Sunday company, the group before me, I think like seven of them ended up testing for SNL. So SNL had been there to see the Sunday company. And, and then my manager was like, you know, I, I didn't get any traction from that. So I just mm-hmm. thought the dream was dead. Like, okay, well they came and nothing happened from that. Right. So he was just like, well, put together a, a tape. You know, it's like, they ask for very specific guidelines. They want characters, impressions. impressions. Right. They stay five minutes, but it's okay to go a little longer. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Uh, and then it was, it was, they saw my tape and that's what, that's what actually asked them, uh, had them ask me to, to come in and test. So how did you first get in? Cause one thing actually, and you would probably know, you'll know better about this is I'll see, say on YouTube, it'll, it'll be someone put a, puts up a video. That's my SNL audition and it's them recording a tape. And I know it in your case, obviously, and in the cases where you end up testing in front of everybody, it's them asking you for a tape typically, but there is an option to just sort of record it and send it and, you know, hope they see it. Yeah. I think the way it works is if you are with the right management, they'll invite the managers to have their clients send the tapes. So they didn't reach out to me in particular and say, mm-hmm. hey, send the tape, Bruce. Like they didn't do that. It was really, they sent out the guidelines and it was it was my manager who said, here's what here's what they sent. Do you want to do this? Yeah. But then I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's not one of those things where just anybody randomly does it. Like yeah. you have to sort of be in that groundlings pipeline or be in the pipeline. And just 
place where I was like in my career and in my life that right. enabled me to be seen, you know. And one of my friends, when we were in Sunday Company, one of my buddies in Sunday Company, I remember we were just kind of standing there hanging out backstage and he's like, have you thought about what you're going to do for your SNL yeah. yet? And I was like, whoa, getting a little ahead of ourselves, bro. You know, like, what do you... I don't. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even thinking that far, you know. No chance. It's uh, it's mythical. It's far away. It's yeah, the Ed, yeah. it's the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It doesn't exist. Yeah, you just said that, and I was like, I'm not I'm not thinking that far. And then, like six months later, I was I was doing. It. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, it just the the novelty is not will never wear off. Have you ever sent another tape in years after that, or what was what what happened there? Yeah. So in the years after that, I sent one like every year for mm -hmm. a while, just didn't get much traction. Mm -hmm. Um, presumably because they're, you know, they're, they're always like looking for something like specific. It's not just like, Hey, come one, come all. It's like, right. we need this, we need this, we, this person's leaving. We need somebody to fill this role, you right. know? So I know pretty, pretty well what role I would fill, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, uh, uh, approaching, middle-aged like white cis straight male you know what i mean right. so the the uh the jason sudeikis of the uh yeah or like beck bennett's there now and he's true. kind of like yep. i'm going to be the dad in every sketch yeah so it's i'm like, gonna have a deep voice and you know yeah so it's like so i know what i would like do on the show so right. it pretty much and, and i have um management now that is somewhat friendly with the people at snl so mm -hmm. it's kind of like now it's more like targeted like okay well if if there's if there's a real opening that I could fill, then I'm gonna send a tape in. Oh, of course, because you know I know they know me. I know yeah. they like me. So it's, it's like, that's the other thing that was so surprising to me, especially in the beginning, uh, and still is now, is how many people, including people that got on the show, auditioned like three times. Um, the do you speak with anyone that is currently on the show, or in touch with anyone, or people that you had, had worked with? I know uh, Mikey Day. Okay. Um, because he was in Groundlings. Of course. Uh, when I was in Sunday Company. And um, I I actually took his fish off of him when he moved to New York permanently. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. He has a, his, his wife. I'm actually closer to his wife. Mm -hmm. and, and to be fair, I don't actually even know if they're like by law married. Yeah. They're, they're partnered. Right. Uh, They've got a little boy who's about the same age as my daughter, and mm -hmm. um, and so they stayed in LA while he was kind of like flying back and forth to New York. Right. Really they said, "Let's make the the final move." And I took and I went over to their house and took their goldfish. So and then I had their goldfish for the year. <laughs> That's you gotta gotta love things like that. Do you ever? Did you ever like? Would you write for the show like, if they say they you know? Uh, like John Mulaney auditioned and he became a writer, for example. Right. Mikey Day was a writer for like three or four years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Before he was. Old. So um, my strong suit is is performing. Yeah. Uh, so like if I just don't see a point in me writing and not performing because um, I'm, I'm better at performing. Like that's just the way it is. I could not agree with you more. It's <laughs> it's when I'm if I remember putting something together thinking about it it's well this is for me this is right. i'm not going to give this to somebody else yeah and and, and i mean and, and mikey is uh is great at both but i think like his his genius is his writing mm -hmm. his genius is writing yeah and i mean even when i was in sunday company that's intense you have to write your own sketches you have to create your own stuff right um so you're writing six days a week and then you're performing on sundays and your mm -hmm. show is on and every week it's a new sketch show. It's very SNL like. Uh, yeah, it was just because it's Sunday Night Live. It is, and we had our pitches on Wednesday night, and they went into you know one two a.m. It was it was it was brutal. Yeah. Um. And and it was always like I always I, I just remember thinking like my favorite day of the week is Sunday because mm -hmm. that's the day you actually get to get up on stage and go yeah. in front of the audience. All, you know? all the stuff you've been put all the hell you've been putting yourself through all week. Yeah. It's finally yeah. worth it. So that was your conversation with Bruce Wexler. It was so cool to just hear somebody talk about, you know, their process, how, you know, how they got to audition and what they did. Uh, really thankful that you were able to give us some of that footage, Rob. Oh, absolutely. And uh, of course, after that, I 
uh, sent it to some of my some of my friends and just like said, check this out. And one of them said, "You might want to dial it back on the on the fanboyness. You're kind of <laughs> like you're kind of like freaking out a little bit." And I was like, "I regret nothing. Absolutely, it doesn't. It's still, um, yeah. It just it seems like something that just is. You know, it, it, it's been a part of my life since I used to watch it." staying over at my aunt's house when I was like six years old. So, uh, and I know on, uh, comedy bang, bang, they talk about the, the two things that it doesn't, it doesn't compute that even someone that they know, even being in entertainment could ever be in is SNL and star Wars. They're right. just t- t- untouchables. So yeah. yeah. To my friend, if you ever see this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna relax. Okay, well, we don't, yeah, we, we don't want you to. So uh, we're really happy I that. Can't. Yeah, <laughs> we're really happy that you did that. So uh, thanks to Bruce. And that was really cool. So, um, you know, if you want to see any more of that, of course, check out Rob's uh, YouTube channel as well, where that video is up. So this is what I want to do. I know that there's a lot of myths out there about people who have auditioned on SNL. You've heard about this A-list celebrity. Did they ever audition? And we have the SNL audition expert right here to answer all of those questions. So Rob, can you tell us uh, give us some, you know, pretty famous people that people may not know have actually auditioned for SNL. So the, I have on multiple occasions attempted to make a, like a top 10 list and it's just, it's just impossible. But I did pick my 10 favorite, very famous people. So just, it, it, there are plenty of other people that could have made this, but these are the ones that were, that stuck out to me as either just crazy that they didn't make it on the show for one reason or another or they're very famous, and I just had no idea that they had auditioned. Um, first one in 2013 was Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish auditioned in 2013. There was a, uh, a specific showcase that they had had at 8H to look for the next black female cast member, and I actually got a chance to talk with a, a bunch of the, the super funny ladies who were there and they had told me the people that were, were with them, Tiffany Haddish was on that, ended up being uh, Sashir Zameda that joined the cast next year. But uh, yeah. just- and, th- and then Leslie Jones. And then Leslie Jones, right, right. Did they join the same year? Uh, they did, Leslie joined a little bit later though. Okay, yep. Um, so yeah, Tiffany Haddish, and then, I mean, today she's she's Tiffany Haddish, she's everywhere. Um, and she's, she's great. So I, I had no idea before doing this that she was someone who had uh, auditioned previously. Next is this one, I would argue, is the most famous person. If you were to ask someone on the street, who's someone who auditioned for SNL that didn't get on the show? This would be who I think they would say. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey auditioned in the early 80s. And I read an article at one point about, uh, I think it was Lauren or one of the other producers of the show, essentially said, SNL intends to make stars he was already a star. So mm-hmm. I think part of the the thought process behind Lauren's crazy comedy mind was he's he's almost too too big for the show, which, yeah. I mean, he's Jim Carrey, so of I course. mean, uh, you know, I guess this isn't, uh, I guess that was Lauren's thought process where you had like the Dick Ebersol, uh, you know, season 10 where you had uh, Billy Crystal, Christopher Guest, uh, Martin Short. I mean, those people were probably already stars. I guess the closest thing I could think of to a star that was uh, hired for SNL when they were already a star was probably like Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon. Yep. Yeah. In uh, what was that? The, I think the mid 90s. And he was uh, he also is. The, uh, the oldest person to audition, or I think mm-hmm. maybe tied with Leslie Jones. Um, but yeah, um, let's see who else have it next. Number, th- no, number, I say number three is just a third person on this list. This is in no particular order. Sports Center Countdown, number three. Yeah, sport, yeah. <laughs> web gems coming at you. Uh, a guy who maybe you've heard of named Stephen Colbert. Have you heard of this guy? He's kind of kind of an underground alt comedian. Yeah, so he became a writer on the show, correct? Um, I don't believe so. I think he ended up yeah, he, he, going he was, and working yeah. for he was okay because yeah. I know I know he went and did was a part of the Dana Carvey show, the ill-fated one-season Dana Carvey show. Um, yeah. But that's news. Look at this news. Learning new stuff every day. Um, yeah. 
so so Colbert, he, he was uh he was so i believe if if i remember the timeline correctly he went to work for the dana carter show he he then became a writer on snl and he also was one of the voices in the ambiguously gay, the ambiguously duo. gay duo that's right yeah. yep oh of course and there was actually a, another person who i had talked to a, a guy named bill chott who uh, had auditioned in the 90s as well and got to was kind of in that the Dana Carvey crowd. I think he actually might have been uh, like a, a featured player on the Dana Carvey show um, who also voiced some like uh, extemporaneous characters on the ambiguously gay duo. Uh, oh, okay. And he, cool. he also for any This Is Us fans, he is the mailman. Hmm. Uh, he's, he's a, a fantastic guy. Um, next is Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Phoebe from Friends. That was one of all the ones that I found that I thought that I had a pretty good idea of all the people that had auditioned. I thought even before I did this that I knew she is someone who is just was arguably one of the most famous people of the 90s. I had no idea that she had auditioned for the show. So this one I did know about Rob and you did. this one this one I knew for a while because I'm a huge Friends fan and uh, I was always actually pretty thankful she didn't get on the show as talented as she is because I worry about messing up the timeline where Friends doesn't happen in this case. Who would be Phoebe? Who would have yeah. been Phoebe? I, I don't. Yeah, I can't imagine that show without her either. Um, what did you think of the, uh, the reunion? I'm sure that you uh, could dedicate an entire episode to that. Yeah, I could, I could do. Uh, I, I could tell you that it was the next best thing to having new episodes of the show, which may have not have been a good thing. So I, I yeah. think that this was this was awesome. I actually just saw that they got an Emmy nomination. So I know this isn't a Friends podcast, but I will just <laughs> for a second and say, Doofed, please. Uh, yeah, just say that that was awesome. Uh, I, I just had you ever have those moments, Rob, where you just like, okay, I need to appreciate what I'm watching right now because once it's over, it's over. <laughs> that exactly. was what happened yep. when I watched the Friends reunion. Yeah, with the same thing with the uh, the Parks and Rec and the Thirty Rock reunions that they did during COVID. I was like, I might never see this again, so just enjoy it while it's here. For sure. All right, who's um, next? So next we got Catherine O'Hara. Uh, most recently, obviously, she's been in, in everything and she's very illustrious and has all kinds of credits. Uh, but her Shit's Creek fame was what I got to know her best through. Uh, and she had auditioned in the, the 80s as well. So she actually got hired to be on SNL and then backed out. Yeah. So that she, is like she decided that the, the stress of it was going to be some. I don't think she ever said too much, but then she ended up doing. Which, did she go on to SCTV, or am I mixing it up with? Uh, no, she did. Uh, I believe she, she did. Yes, she and did, yeah. Um, yeah. So she is like, uh, you know, she's a little bit of a trivia question about like who was an SNL cast member that was never an SNL cast member. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, she's lumped into that like Shane Gillis category, but obviously very different oh, situations. Oh Lord, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's, so. that's a tough one. That's a tough category. If that's your, your only companion, don't yeah. worry, Catherine. Next, Donald Glover. He talked about it in his opening um, monologue when he hosted whenever that was doing double duty with mm-hmm. um, I still the, the the second song that he sang Saturday. I don't know if he ever released it as an album version. So he did two songs. He did This Is America and then he dropped the music video and then he did another song called Saturday. And I remember it was like a year later and it still had never come out. Maybe maybe it ever did. I'm sure if someone. Here's this. They'll yell at me if I'm incorrect, but yeah, uh, I always thought that was Gambino so cool. Listeners, yeah, yeah. we'll get upset. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry to to anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Donald Glover, and uh, he also was in contention specifically to be the cast member that was the Barack Obama impersonator. Right. Um, and if anyway, he's got a, a stand-up special with Comedy Central out there where he does a very a very good Obama. I did not know Donald Glover could do a, as good of an Obama. He's check it out. Yeah, uh, he was actually, uh, you know, when I when I was younger, uh, Derek Comedy, he was like a big part oh. of of that. Uh, honestly, very, yeah, very impactful. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he used to watch all those. Yeah. Those early. Yeah, those early YouTube videos were just, yeah. oh, my God, some of the, the, the classics. And here's a little trivia. Uh, I believe Bobby Moynihan is in one of those. Uh, he videos. is. He yeah. is. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I forget that. I don't remember what uh, video. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, John Goodman. Right. Auditioned to be on the show in the early 80s as well. Dane Cook, who was nice enough to answer one of my DMs at one point and said that he would be interested in doing an interview after uh, his book came out. I don't think it's come out yet. So, Dane, if you hear this, I'm coming back for you. I'd love to talk to you. 
Uh, I remember seeing him at the Boston TD Garden in 2006 with my best friend after his mom won tickets to him on the radio. And I don't, I think it was the hardest I ever laughed. It was, Uh, that was Dane Cook. That was Dane Cook mania. It was, he was everywhere. Yeah. He did Um, uh, back to back years of hosting SNL, I believe. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's, he is someone that I, without having done the, obviously the crazy, arguably overly extensive research that I did to find all these people. It's, uh, he wasn't someone who has really talked about it. He wasn't someone who has been interviewed about it on like a late night talk show, which is usually the, the norm. But um, so I'm always interested if I ever get the chance to ask him about it, I'll be like, what is, what is your thought, Dane, on having that be a part of your career? Are you, and I would argue he shouldn't be, and nobody should be if they auditioned and didn't make the show. Cause that's, again, it's the Olympics. But uh, I wonder what he, if is the fact that he hasn't talked about it indicating something is it just something that is unimportant to him so he doesn't think about it i'd love to know yeah um and then my favorite and this one uh, we've already mentioned a couple of times but mr john mulaney john mulaney uh is my favorite comedian i thought i had the uh, in the previous episode i have a flag of his screaming face behind me somewhere i didn't wasn't able to to dig that out for this one but uh that was one that I actually didn't until I had started looking into this. Now he has since hosted, he's talked about it. Uh, he's joked about it that he, I think he, there's a YouTube video where he says he auditioned like 56 times or something like that. And they ended up making a sketch out of it. Uh, but yeah, just another person in the, and I, I think I brought this up, but the 2008 lineup of people who auditioned and didn't make the show was Jordan Peele, Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, T.J. Miller, Ellie Kemper, Donald Glover, and our good friend and first-time comedy performer Peter Michael. And that's not so, even everybody. Yeah, One that's year. That's, re- that's really fascinating, um, Rob. There's just so many famous people that auditioned for the show. Um, look, I know that there are interviews that you want to continue to do with these people, and you're, you know, this is a passion project of yours. I'm glad that we are able to collaborate today. And then my goal, obviously, you know, some some point down the road is to sit down with you after you've done a few more of uh, your discussions with some of these people, and we can, you know, we can talk about this again. We could do a nice part two to talk about some other stories that you have heard and play some of those um for our listeners so um I'd love to rob thank you for coming on with us today to talk My about pleasure. your project that you've worked on i'm looking forward to seeing um how you continue to work with us over at snl stats and what we can do to help uh build the database of the snl auditions uh which is just one aspect of the show that we love so um for anybody who would like to reach out directly to you where can people do that so uh on any social media uh, for Twitter, we're at Saturday Night HQ. On Instagram, it's the Saturday Night Project with dots between each one of the words. Uh, and then my personal Twitter is up here. It's at Robert J. Finn. Um, I do some the, part of doing this has been introduced me to auditioning and doing comedy that I've always wanted to do myself too. So that's been a terrific part of this experience myself. Um, so if you're interested in discussing this or you have something that you think that would be great on the show reach out to me either of those places and i'd love to talk john knows i like to talk yeah (laughs) well for sure um yeah so thanks thanks again rob and thank you if you are a listener who's checking us out in the middle of the summer the middle of the long snl off season i do appreciate uh you guys checking us out and everything that we have going on so if you want to keep up with everything that we're doing we always appreciate uh any likes on social media any follows so follow us on twitter instagram at snl stats to check out all of our content you can find us on any podcatcher please make sure to subscribe there or over on YouTube, search SNL Sats and subscribe. It really helps people find the show. So we appreciate that. And in closing, I would really like to say as we head towards the end of July, I'm so excited for what is to come with SNL Stats. We have a lot of exciting things that we are working on for season 47. Rob knows about some of those things that oh, yeah. I filled him in on. So uh, I'm really excited. We're going to be expanding some of our coverage, you know, producing some some other shows that I think that you will all enjoy. But just for now, uh, as we head toward August, we're 
we're going to be doing some coverage of some SNL adjacent shows. Uh, we have Ted Lasso coming up. We're going to be doing a show about that. So I believe season two of Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis's uh, show, which is really wonderful. If you haven't seen season one, go check it out. It's uh, you know about uh, a soccer team, and he's a college American college football coach that goes over overseas to uh, lead a soccer team, and it's just it's really really funny and very a really great show. Uh, definitely catch up on season one. That's on Apple TV, and we're going to be talking about season two of the show in early August, and then we're going to be talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I am so excited to talk about. That is the final season of Andy Samberg's show. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely make on. it happen. Yeah, yeah we're definitely going to make it happen. Um, that I believe is a ten episode, uh, you know, sees uh, really ending the series. Ten episodes. They're going to be doing two episodes, I think, every Thursday for five weeks. So we're going to be doing coverage of that as we head towards the start of season forty-seven. So to hear about all of our shows, don't forget to check out social media, and we appreciate everybody uh, hanging out with us tonight. So for uh, Rob Finn, my name is John Schneider from SNL Stats. Uh, we'll see you next week guys have a good one let's get statistical so unpredictable here on snl Stat